Blog Talk Radio. A football? Oh no! What was I doing? Wake up, stupid! Wake up! No! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LeVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Also, happy Kwanzaa for those of you who will be celebrating it tomorrow as it runs through December 26th through January 1st. Um, I am LeVar, and joining me on this Christmas night is my wonderful friend Mary. How are you? Good. Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa. Everybody. Yes. <laughs> I think you have to add holidays in there too. Says so Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa holidays. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I forgot to throw in Festivus in there too. So there's going to be a lot of them. I got to work on it. Well, I think Festivus is only for one day, though, right? Or can one stretch okay, that I got out? Hap- I got Christmas, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. So I've got no, no, three no. of the like seventeen this year. No, no, no. Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa. Oh, okay. Robinson said it was Chinooka, so. Chinooka. Oh, dang it! I did it wrong. <laughs> Smokey says it's Chinooka. It's Chinooka. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, happy all of those things. Whatever you're celebrating this time of year, it's Christmas night. Uh, how was your Christmas today? Quiet, quiet. And if you can hear the, it was nice. <laughs> I'm still in my PJs. I am happy. So not a creature is stirring, not even a mouse. Nope. All the mice in my house have been dead. (laughs) That's a good thing. (laughs) That is a good thing. Um, With tonight, this is the last show of the year. Um, By the time we see you again, it will be January 1st, 2021. And I'm hoping and praying that I sound a little bit better (laughs) than I do tonight. Um, I don't know what the heck's going on. Um, So bear with me and forgive me for my voice, however it will. It probably will crack at some points. Probably will sound even a little bit off. But I don't know. I've been through, like, a sneezing fit. Uh, It's not COVID. It's not tumor. Um, <laughs> 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 but, um, I'm still quarantined. Yeah. 
But December 25th, as always, as we go to our almanac here at the start of the show, of course, with today being Christmas, today is also National Pumpkin Pie Day. Uh, It is also Alphabet Day or Noel Day. So pronouncing things without an L. Um, Also, tomorrow, it is Boxing Day in Canada. So happy uh, Boxing Day to all of our Canadian friends who are listening in. Uh, In the UK. In the UK. It just said Canada on the thing, so in the UK. (laughs) Um, National Thank You Note Day, because, of course, for anything that you've gotten for Christmas, National Thank You Note Day, National Candy Cane Day, National Winers Day. Now, W H I N E R S or W I N E R S? No, no, no. I know for you it's going to be National W I N E R S, but no, W H I N E R S. Yeah, for you. But no, National Winers Day. But there's a there's a caveat to this. So it says that for that, you know, the essential part of the day, while you can whine, but uh, when you whine about it, you can whine about anything except what you didn't get for Christmas or what you do not have, quote, in life. It's supposed to make you feel a little bit more thankful for the things that you have. So, I mean, you can whine about other stuff like we did when we did our <laughs> – our list the other night, but can't whine about material things, more or less likely. Um, and then uh, Sunday, National Fruitcake Day. So, uh, you, that's when they throw like them all cake? out. Huh? <laughs> I have yet to have a good fruitcake. I oh. it's been a very long time since I've actually had fruitcake. Period. But the last time I had fruitcake, it was not very good. So. Mm. I'm not missing much, I don't think. I think I was a small lad when I last had fruitcake. And I know my mom is a huge lover of fruitcake. And I, I think she likes the ones that come in that, like, really small, like, it looks like a square, but it looks like, a, you know, it, it's really, it's not the actual cake, but it's like this long square that they used to sell. But she loved those. So, you know, I... I I guess, you know, it's more or less a generational thing, too, because you don't really hear about a lot of younger people who like fruitcake. Uh, if I look at it with I don't some know disdain. that a lot of younger people have had fruitcake, honestly. Yeah, I don't know I don't how think... to make a fruitcake. I would actually make a fruitcake if I knew how to make one just to, you know, subject my child to the horrors that I had to grow up with as well. <laughs> right. In a good way, of course. <laughs> I try to do that on often. Oh man, but yeah, you know, I don't, I, you know, I think if you put one in front of a kid now, nah, they're probably like, "What the heck is this?" But yeah, I don't know. Now, December twenty yeah, fifth is, is also a very because it's Christmas. You know, we don't think a lot of some of the odd facts, but here is a weird thing. Here, uh, December twenty fifth has also seen its share of celebrities born on this day, and a lot of celebrities that died on this day. Um, celebrities who passed away on this day uh, in 1946, uh, W.C. Fields passed away on Christmas Day. Uh, Charlie Chaplin passed away on Christmas Day, 1977. Uh, baseball manager Billy Martin did in 1989. In 1995, Dean Martin passed away on Christmas Day. James Brown on Christmas Day, 2006. Eartha Kitt in 2008, and George Michael 
uh, back in 2016. But celebrities born on this day, uh, singer Dido, Christmas Day, 1971. Uh, in 1968, it was actress uh, Helena Christensen. Uh, baseball player Ricky Henderson, born on this day in 1958. Uh, singer Annie Lennox, born on this day in 1954. And celebrating a birthday today, born in 1946, singer Jimmy Buffett, on this cool. day. Christmas Day, baby. Five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you can have your cheeseburger in paradise and get drunk and screw, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and we did everything. That's the little blue pill for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's That's what we're here for. Um, today or tonight marks the, like I said, the last show of 2024. I don't know why I'm jumping ahead to 2021. Um, because you want out of 2020 like a lot of us. Probably. You know, because today I was looking at something in my freezer, and it expires in, like, September of 2021. And I was like, oh, i got to throw this out. And they were like, why? I was like, because it expired in September. And they were like, no, 2021. This is 2020. I was like, oh, dang it. Um, <laughs> you want, but, you're screaming, let us out like the rest of us. Let's just say it. Like, let me out. Pretty much. Pretty you forget much. how long a year it's been. Yeah. It, it it has been a very long year. It feels like ten years. But um but with a new year starts a new time for this show. Uh beginning next Friday night, January first, twenty twenty one, we will be with you at ten o'clock Eastern time, nine o'clock central, uh an hour early uh than what we normally are. Uh for now. Um I think that's more or less a convenience for us. Um, <laughs> up too late. Um, but, yeah, so we're a little excited about that. More things throughout the hour, but generally this time of year, uh, we kind of take a look back. Uh, we have our own list. We don't consult with each other on what we have or what we selected. I think that that's the fun of the show. Uh, so pretty much a few weeks ago, uh, when we were planning this, I told Mary that, you know, there's a few things that we're going to look back at. Uh, the first thing we're going to look at tonight, uh, in our mind, uh, the top five news stories for 2020. Um, and I guess, and I will tell Mary now, because I didn't tell her before, is that I'm pretty sure she had more on her list probably than five. Um, anything past Actually, your no, first it five, took me a while to get to five. Huh? It took me a while to get to five. You know what? Here's like the my thing. top stories. Yes. It, it didn't take me that long, but I had more, and I had honorable mentions. And, and all of them kind of like mm. uh, go around. I mean, even though if you look back at this year, because the funny thing is if you go to Wikipedia and you type in 2020, everything pretty much is dominated by COVID. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it will be hard outside of that, but there's some things where you'll be like, oh, yeah. Um, But I'll start with you, your top five news stories of 2020. What did you have on your list? Okay. Okay, so outside of the COVID-19 thing, which I figured that was going to be a given so that I didn't even count that as a top story because that is the story that is 2020. Um, mm-hmm. So that one I just kind of left off the list, not 
because I didn't think it was the top story, but because that was kind of like a, a duh kind of thing. Um, I had the um, wildfires on the West Coast and all of the wildfires that were happening out here. That was kind of a hit close to home kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Highlighted just global change and uh, the requirements that we needed. And then on top of that, some of the wildfires were started in the most asinine way, so people weren't paying attention. Um, right. So uh, the first one that jumps to mind is, you know, the gender reveal party that they had fireworks and they went off and set mm-hmm. underbrush on fire. That's wow. the big ones. So that was number, that was that was one. Um, and then the the next three kind of, I'm sorry, I have one more, and then the next three kind of all relate to each other. Um, mm-hmm. The Olympics was supposed to happen in 2020, and they got canceled. Um, people forget about that. Like, there was mm-hmm. supposed to be an Olympic season this year, and it's one of those things that kind of got overshadowed. So there was a lot of athletes that were really training hard, and Summer Olympics didn't happen. So that was one that was on there that I, it was, that was kind of like the forgotten thing, um, mm-hmm. the red-headed stepchild. And then the next three would be, the highlight of the economic division between the haves and have-nots, the yep. riots and protests for BLM, um, and then other in- inadequacies and atrocities, and then the election season. All three of those kind of wrapped around each other and kind of played their little Venn diagram dance on my paper. On top of, <laughs> of course, COVID putting its fingers in all of those pies. And those were we my went a little bit. You, know, uh, you touched on some things too. One thing that I actually totally I, I left off because I I felt well the story is going to pick up next year, which is actually you are right the cancellation of the Olympics. Um, mines are pretty much all basic, and I'm thinking in terms of its impact on people. Um, and I mm-hmm. did include COVID on that list because COVID pretty much dominate and it still dominates the news stories of this year. When you look back in history, because it was kind of funny and I'm going to get to it in a minute. When you look back at things that happened 100 years ago, uh, what we were talking about then was ends of pandemics and wars. So pretty much the same thing kind of mirrors itself almost. It seems a hundred years later, but uh, COVID was uh, my top uh, news story for 2020. Um, followed by the U.S. presidential election. Um, The death of George Floyd was number three uh, for me because it sparked everything that happened pretty much after that. Even though uh, timing-wise, Ahmed Aubrey's story happened before that, but it wasn't until George Floyd where, you know, you think, you know, the anger erupted from people and, and to have your funeral covered by major networks. He wasn't a politician. He wasn't a celebrity. You know, and what happened in the outbreak after that, that also hits my top five. Also, um, sports, picking up without fans, that was one of my top stories this year because for the first time in everyone's memory, the major – sporting leagues here all picked up without people in the stands. It was weird to see uh, NBA continue and NHL in their respective bubbles. 
baseball up until the World Series really having, or the play, late in the playoffs, really having no fans in the stadium. Surreal. Um, that was uh, one of my top stories. And then also one that happened in January, which was the death of Kobe Bryant. Because if you think about it, that's really where 2020 just really started to just go downhill. And it affected so many people around the world. Because this was somebody who was so young, and, and the fact that it so tragically happened along with his daughter and along with other friends on that flight. And I remember that day uh, being alerted to it on my phone and people just not believing the story until they got confirmation. And kind of like a pall coming over like sports fans or people who knew of him and just worldwide, people who had watched them not believing that this had happened. Um, those were the top five. Uh, there were a few other stories uh, that kind of got honorable mention. Um, and, and oddly enough, both of those were deaths of famous people, one being Chadwick Boseman. You know, after that, you know, people had a greater appreciation for uh, his acting career. I mean, they already did, but an even greater appreciation knowing how sick he was uh and then also uh the death of senator john lewis which pretty much happens at the height of everything that's going on in this country and the world coming to a stop and countries outside of the u.s um giving uh, their tributes to the man so the five that i mentioned were the top u.s uh, stories of course presidential election COVID, that pretty much overtook this entire year I think we're all happy that both were done. Uh, not COVID, it's not done, but it's hopefully we'll reach some type of, uh, in 2021, with the vaccines that are now out, it will hopefully subside in some ways, though, um, looking at what's going on over in Europe right now with another part of that COVID-19 coming back in some form. Um, now that's something to keep an eye on in 2021. Um but, yeah, your story is actually – it kind of mirrors because, yeah, and I, and the Olympics was one of those things where I didn't even really think about that because this was supposed to be the year. It's supposed to be next year. Um, mm-hmm. And I and, totally – and, again, you you touched on a couple that I, I – I, as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, God, that was this year. There's so much <laughs> – that's probably why I left – like, I left COVID off trying to be like, okay, I know COVID's a big – I know that's a story. That's my, mm-hmm. That was my number one thing I wrote down. Like, if I had to go down, like, like, the biggest stories of the year and just be like, this is what it is. COVID's number one. Elections number two. The riots, protests, Black Lives Matter, the, uh, the death of um, Floyd. Those are all, that's number three. And then I was, like, really re- working for four and five for what was, what was around. And because those three were so huge, you forget about the little, not that they're little stories, but those other stories. Yep. Totally forgot about the death of, of Bozeman. And he, yep. he's one of my favorite actors. I love him. He, yep. he, he was, he had great range. He had great, he was a great actor, period. And then on top of that, he was just a good person. You know, I, he seemed like one of those people that you could get to know. And even though he was famous, he'd still be a down to earth kind of guy. Right. Right. And then, I just some of the deaths this year. We lost a lot of people. A yeah, lot of spoiler, people. I will mention that, a lot of iconic people. Yeah. 
And I will mention some of those. Like, uh, and... so that... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I was going to say I was going to mention some of those in my commentary later tonight. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like so much loss this year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Yeah, the Olympics is a big one. And, like I said, you, you're right, the economic between the haves and the have-nots. You know, we saw three, pretty much three semi-crashes of the market happen this year. <laughs> and couple that with a pandemic that's going on and people – either being laid off from their jobs, places closing because of a pandemic, and then everything with um, a stimulus to the economy and people who are depending upon something, a shot in the arm. And, you know, it's and on the flip side, here you're seeing people uh, such as Jeff Bezos, who's running Amazon and who some people rely on, making millions of if not billions of dollars within quarters, you know, it really has turned into that battle of the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, like, companies like Nintendo, who had a huge year this year because of because of COVID, because yeah. of the stay-at-home order, because people were doing a lot more with that, uh, YouTube, huge year mm-hmm. for YouTube. Um, and then I'm, having, like, Go ahead. Sorry. So, uh, you you mentioned Nintendo. I saw something today where the video game industry made about 180 billion dollars this year, which was more than uh, the movie industry and I think one other industry, which is insane. Mhm. Oh yeah. And it was a big it was a big year for everyone. And what's funny is Nintendo is the first one to jump out because they're also being stupid about it. They made a lot of profits. And now they're going back and saying, hey, you can't do that, and hey, you can't do that, and they're really hurting their community and, and different sub-communities in their community. So it's turning into a – it might come back to bite them later on, but right now because we need entertainment in the home, we need to be able to be connected, they're, they're reaping those rewards from this tragedy. Wow. Yeah, I, and I, I've been out of that gaming world for a minute. So it, it's, you know, when you start seeing people pretty much even in a pandemic and even in a, a money crunch paying 500 bucks for, uh, you know, new PS5s or whatever that is, <laughs> it's insane. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And actually, if if this had been just any other off year, that PS5 story probably would have made top five. Um, but it will not. Oh, yeah. Having the pre-orders basically take over, yeah, that would have been in my top five as well. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder to all you folks coming up uh, in regards to uh, upcoming shows across this platform, we've got three 411 lounges coming up, one this Sunday night. Hopefully you will be able to join me, 9 o'clock Eastern time, uh, for Maserati Monica, who will be on. And then on Sunday, January 3rd, uh, Sarah J. makes her return, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern time here on the 401 Lounge. And then on uh, January 10th, Marcy Diamond will be joining me, 9 o'clock Eastern time as well. Um, the next thing that we were going to go through here, and that I have on the list, 
is for Athlete of the Year. Um, this one to me, man, this could have went so many different ways. Um, but I think one person kind of, well, I'm not going to be spoiled. I'm not going to give a spoiler, but I, I will let you go first. Uh, who is your pick for Athlete of the Year? The one that hurts my soul. Do you sure you want me to go first? It's probably we probably got the same person, and, I, and I'm gonna laugh if you can say it hurts your soul. It hurts my soul to say it. Come on, go ahead. It hurts my soul to say it. LeBron James. Oh. He's done a lot this last year. He's done an, an awful lot this last year, and it hurts my soul to say it. I'm not ever going to say he's the goat. He's not. So don't don't at me about that. It's not happening. But I can be big enough to admit that he has done a lot on and off the court this last year. Um, on the court, he, he did what he was supposed to do. He led his team. Um, he was a leader amongst all of the teams on top of that, especially in the possibility when he was almost going to leave the bubble. Um, that was a big story. But then his fight for getting people out to vote, um, to getting people to understand that they need to be out there making their voices heard, um, not just for Black Lives Matter, but for everything. Um, it was it was a nice it was nice to see an athlete go out there and do something other than just shut up and dribble, which a lot of people were trying to tell him to do. So it hurts my soul, but that is who I do. It, it hurts your soul, but I know for me, I'm kind of over it. I mean, I don't consider him the greatest of all time. Michael Jordan will always be. He's not, and I don't even oh think gosh, he no, has not. said himself that he's the greatest of all time. He has not said that. Remember, this is all the people who are saying it. And he is also my pick for athlete of the year. And you're right. The reason why I chose him was because if you look at it, he is perhaps this generation's most polarizing athlete since Muhammad Ali. And he has used his voice uh, for a lot of uh, different causes, and he actually puts his money where his mouth is. And above all of that, in a year in which the sport that he plays has had to redefine itself, play in a bubble, he stayed focused upon all of that and guided his team in perhaps one of his most probably uh, magnifying seasons to a title. And I don't care if you say, well, you know, it was in a uh, bubble and this and this. Other teams were there, too. Other highly talented teams, such as Milwaukee, such as the Clippers, such as Houston, and a good uh, Denver and, uh, you know, other squads that were there. And he beat a very good Miami team in the finals. Managed to do all of that while still being constantly, like I said, a polarized figure. And to me, that will probably be one of his biggest accomplishments is this past year and what he was able to do. And I know a lot of people are still going to hate and say, well, you know, he put together like a pretty good super team. But you got to remember, there were other players with at least two or three superstars in their team, too, who did not win. And he took that team, you know, on his cape, still won, and still did the things outside to be that voice used his, you know, celebrity for being a voice long before other people spoke up. 
So he is also my athlete of the year. I know that <laughs> that hurts you whole, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to admit he's a goat. No, like That's I said, never he's never going to come out of my mouth. No, he's not. He's not. I, I, I'm not going to give him that because only there's other people who probably rank a little higher. But I tell people, I was like, you know, one of these days we're going to appreciate what we're seeing because what we're seeing with him playing right now, I don't know if you'll really see that anytime soon. Uh, Mm -hmm. It may be from Zion Williamson eventually once he gets mature in this game, but right now he did, for the better part of his current generation of players, changed how the game was played, just like Michael did before Mm -hmm. him like Magic and Bird did before them and just like other players did before them. So I have a mm-hmm. great respect. So No, yeah, there's um, respect. And, and on top of that he had the he had to pick up a basketball season. Yeah. Without Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So he had to play at his shadow and he went out and he won a title. So he can't yeah, be mad he about be, it. He had to be the leader. He had to be he had to pick that up. So props to him for that. Like Way, you know, props to him for everything he did outside the court. I will give him all that respect for what he's done. So, um, one thing tonight, we will uh, keep a live look at what's trending before we go to break. But on Twitter tonight, trending, uh, Wonder Woman 84, which was released today on HBO Max. Um, Alvin Kamara, <laughs> if you had him in Fantasy League today, uh, and this is pretty much championship week for a lot of leagues. Uh, if you had him, congrats to you. Alvin Kamara and the Saints win over the Vikings today. Six rushing touchdowns today. <laughs> Have a game, why don't you? Um, it ties the NFL record as the Saints beat the Vikings 52-33. to And also Soul Movie is trending. Uh, Pixar's new release on today on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, WWE SmackDown's trending. Uh, the Mavs are trending, but for all the wrong reasons, as the Los Angeles Lakers uh, dominate them 138 to 115 uh, this evening. LeBron James, uh, who we just talked about, is trending. Uh, he finished with 22 points, seven rebounds, and 10 assists in that game. Uh, and then. You know, uh, Kristen Wiig is trending because people are praising her performance as a villain in Wonder Woman 1984. And one of the things earlier that was trending that I felt really sad about, um, and I I kind of tweeted on, because late last night, uh, early this morning, uh, the singer uh, Iggy Azalea had went online and and pretty much – well, she kind of went off on uh, her baby's father, who is a rap artist by the name of Playboy Cardi. And he did not spend any time uh, with their son on Christmas Day. Uh, a whole big, huge mess, because he spent it with another woman. And I guess cheating more than once was enough for Cardi. And I actually watched uh, when she went on Instagram Live uh, late this morning, early this afternoon, and just tore into him. 
and some people were online actually defending his actions. And she said he still hasn't even signed his name to the birth certificate. Had a slew of a whole bunch of other things that was just really bad. But you felt really bad for her because it was uh, not good. Uh, but that was trending for quite a while today on Christmas Day. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there will be some reverberations from that. Uh, second half of the show, I will tell you, uh, we will talk about our top entertainer of the year. I'm going to share with you some anniversaries coming up in 2021. All of that, plus our bold prediction for 2021, our person of the year, uh, and then a final commentary uh, for this year. But before all of that happens, last week we did a retro moment. I think we did three retro moments. I got one for you today. Uh, Retro PSA for you. Uh, This one, you know, we did last week McGruff. But if you knew of any other famous PSA uh, animals back then, uh, there was one other one. We'll have that one for you, and we'll be back after that one. But first, you're listening to page one with LeVar and Mary. Hi, I'm Woodsy Owl. In order to try and stop pollution, we need more help. So, help Woodsy spread the word. Come on, never, never be a dirty bird. bird. No matter where you go, you can let some people know to give a hoot, don't pollute, never be a dirty bird, in the city or in the woods, help keep America looking good. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. not a dirty bird so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i like them dirty birds i'm just fine oh <laughs> uh, you remember woodsy all right yeah i do i do but i'm <laughs> old and crotchety so i do i remember those things i i'm just checking I'm just checking. I don't know if anybody's watched as much tv growing up as i probably did um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Woodsy Owl, the retro moment here. We're gonna have more great retro moments throughout next year because I mean it's just so many things that are happening. Interesting note. I was gonna leave off part of this for next week, but just to kind of give you a preview because on our January first show, uh, we're gonna take a look at things that are turning uh, either 25 years old, 50 years old, or 100 years old, or things that we're gonna be looking at anniversary wise. But just to let you know. Um, the 50th anniversary of the last cigarette advertisements happened on January 1st, 1971, uh, one week from now. Uh, All in the family turns 50. Um, And then Soul Train and Syndication turns 50 next year, along with Masterpiece Theater, All in the Family, uh, and the Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour, also Columbo. (laughs) Um, And there was an interesting thing in early January of that year, 
um, the primetime access rule ended, which if you're not familiar with that, for now, a lot of you know TV programs to have started at, what, 7 o'clock your time? Mm -hmm. Back then, primetime programming began at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, 6.30 p.m. Central. And they came out with a primetime access rule that stated, nope, can't do that anymore. We're going to now just go to 7 o'clock, uh, you know, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. So for those of you who lived back in the late 60s or the 70s, you know primetime programming used to begin at, uh, like you mean here in Chicago, used to be at 6.30. No. Primetime access rule ended 50 years ago. But also 25 years since the movie's Independence Day, Twister, Dead Man Walking, Happy Gilmore turns 25 next year. Um, yeah. Uh, Jerry Maguire in the first Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise came out around that year as well. Um, also, VH1 Storytellers turns 25. There's a bunch of shows that turn 25 next year. Uh, also, next year, the 100th anniversary of the first World Series game on radio. Um, and also, uh, Charlie Chaplin's The Kid, January 21st, 1921. There's so, and the first White Castle also next year. <laughs> There's a lot of things, but I'll be sharing some of those with you on uh, the show next week. And I think I told Mary about some of the things that were going into public domain. Mind-boggling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that conversation. That I remember yeah. being shocked at some of it, too. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things that happen in entertainment this year. And uh, above all, there's so many deserving people that probably would make entertainment a year. And I'm really interested to see who you picked as entertainer of the year in your book. Who do you have? And that one was the hardest one for me. Like, it was re- as much as it hurt me to say LeBron for the athlete of the year, it was an easy pick. You know what I'm saying? That was an easy, like, point my finger. Yeah, that's the person. This one was really hard. I was juggling between uh, a couple of different people. Um, so I'm going to tell you my runners-up, and then I'll tell you my entertainer. The two runners-up that I had was Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, she is currently on a show. Oh, I forgot the show already. Eh, Whatever. She's a rising star, redhead, really good actress. Obviously, I, I, I've seen the show, but that doesn't mean I remember the name of it. I can't remember names of shows for anything. But it, it's uh, Netflix. It's on Netflix. Very good actress. I'm, I'm really excited to see where she's going with that. She had a great year last year. Um, I also, um, be, with her, Chris Evans was also on there, again, for not so much about his acting as much as everything he's doing outside of acting. Um, he started up a thing called a starting point uh, for young people to start getting involved in the political process. Um, hmm. Not necessarily to say, hey, this is, this is what you should vote for, but this is what voting is about. This is what hmm. you need to be looking at. These are the choices you need to be making. Now look at these sides of the stories, and here's where we're going to start. So here's your starting point. Move forward from there. Really good information for people. And I kind of pushed Morgan to start looking at that. I started to to get some of the mermaids to look at that. Um, just to 
just one. Just go and do that. Uh, just check it out, see what it is. And he's got, has, you know, experts on there as well. Um, so he was on my short list. But my big pick was actually Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know I've been saying his name a lot lately. <laughs> he has had a massive year. Um, he's had a massive couple of years, but this one was the big one. Um, Moana, he's got all of his acting. He's got all of his athleticism. He's got his um, alcohol that he's got, whatever that was, uh, the Travana, I want to say it was the tequila. Um, he's got his Instagram. He's got Facebook. He's got YouTube. He's out there all over the place. I mean, I, and as much as people were joking with, like, Dwayne Johnson 2020, I would have totally voted for the guy. Like, he really does have um, a massive following, but on top of that, he's very down to earth. He's very, like, you can see it on when he posts, when he does his social media. He talks candidly about his family, about COVID, about what he feels, about the loss of his father. Just a lot of things that were going on there. Um, big, big year. So he was my he was my final pick when I finally had my short list kind of pick, figured out. But yeah, I went with The Rock. Yeah, we did lose Soul that. Man Rocky his dad this year, which uh, that was think it was back in the mm-hmm. early part of the year. So, huh, The Rock, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, my pick, I had to go back and I, I had to think of a person that. Uh, Pretty much at this point, uh, was someone that a lot of people probably would say, hmm? uh, but I am going, and first of all, I'm going to go, my pick for Entertainer of the Year is Dolly Parton. Um, the reason is because, you know, she's a legendary performer, songwriter extraordinaire, and in this past year, uh, part of her $1 million donation to COVID-19 research was partly used to fund Moderna's promising COVID-19 vaccine. Even she didn't know it until it happened. But she was one of the first to really get out there by donating to Vanderbilt University's Medical Center's COVID-19 research efforts in early April. At that time, when there was around 200,000 cases of COVID in the U.S., and now there's over 11.3 million cases, and nearly 200, well, way more Americans have died. And in April, she had encouraged her fans who could afford it to donate to that fund. And on top of that, Dolly was one of the people who was one of the first celebrities to take a step towards acknowledging the Black Lives Movement. She also had raised money to help victims of wildfires. Her Imagination Library has sent out more than 85 million books to preschool-age kids. And when the pandemic hit, she virtually read bedtime stories to kids. You know, critic Gene Seymour noted in a CNN piece, just let Dolly Parton rule the world already, which I kind of agree. You know, and she is one of those people where, you know, when you think of allies for causes, uh, whether she does it uh, out loud or whether she does it quietly, uh, she has been that person at the forefront, surprisingly, and it's kind of like you look and you're like, oh, it's Dolly Parton. And then along the way, it comes to a point where it's like, oh, 
Dolly's here. So Dolly Parton gets my vote for Entertainer of the Year uh, because of her being at the forefront of two major stories this year and putting her money where her mouth is and actually doing something about it. So kudos mm-hmm. to Dolly. So, you know who else should run the world at this point? There are there are few people that once, and this is I don't want this to ever happen because it's never going to happen. They're going to live on for forever. They're they're um, immortal. Uh, Dolly is one of them, but also um, my brain just stopped. White, Betty White. Betty White. She's another one. She's another ally. She's another person that just is quietly doing, moving, and shaking, and moving, and just. Getting those chess pieces. She's a chess piece master. She's really good at putting people where she needs to put them, mm-hmm. without you even realizing she's the one putting them there. So she's right. another one that kind of. I think if we could, like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, or like those two would be the head mistresses of that <laughs> group. There were a few other uh, people on my list here. Uh, the weekend, who had a pretty huge year in regards to music, um, but didn't get any Grammy nominations, uh, made the short list. Uh, singer Billie Eilish, who from last year into this year still had hits, turning them out, made my honorable mention. And also uh, Dan and Eugene Levy, who uh, pretty much swept the Emmy Awards it pretty much caused people to go back and actually look at their show. I'm not sure if I can say it. Um, <laughs> um, on Netflix. Um, and there's such a joy to watch in interviews. Uh, and, to t- and, you know, Dan talks about uh, Eugene's support uh, of him. And them doing that show, making it a family affair, it it showed on Emmy night when they pretty much just won every award that you could in every category. Uh, They also made my list uh, for uh, Entertainer of the Year. But mine will be Dolly Parton. Uh, Bold prediction. Queen's Gambit. Huh? Sorry. No, it's not Queen's Gambit. No. No, 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 no. When I said there was a show, uh, Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy, this entire time has been rolling around in my brain. And you know how yeah, sometimes you... stuff hits you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't Live there, but she was. show, yeah. people. <laughs> Which actually, what, now has uh, bought back the interest in selling chess pieces and uh, chess sets. So, yeah. Yeah, look at that. So see what shows can do? Um, I will tell you, right up until now, I had a very hard time trying to predict a bold prediction of 2021 that was not bleak. Um, but do you have a bold prediction for 2021? I don't know if it's bold, but I have a prediction. Um, I predict, which is this is not going to be a very far stretch, that a lot of IT companies will be getting into startup this coming year. It, it brought a stark focus this last year, brought a stark focus of how much time we spend in the office that doesn't need to be there. 
as long as we have the right kind of technology. So I think tech companies are going to have a big year coming up with making it, making your work mobile, uh, customer service mobile, looking at doing online shopping for businesses, large and small. Uh, your mom and pop places are going to start doing a lot more online uh, web pages and, and ordering and that kind of thing, um, even your entertainment places with uh, reservations. I just see that sector really booming um, after this past year, kind of putting the spotlight on, hey, we really need you. And mm-hmm. we kind of forgot about you for a while and, like, put you off into the background and you just sit in dark rooms with servers and lights and noises and you keep, you know, you've hovered over your keyboard. Now we need, really need you to be that, that, that lead. And I think that's going to be coming up in 2021. So I, I see that sector kind of getting a boost again. Like I said, not, not very bold. It's pretty, it's pretty obvious. It's kind of like writing on the wall, but that's my prediction. Interesting. You see, you went the smart way, and I'm, I'm now going to go the uh, the, <laughs> the selfish Aliens route. will come down on Earth. <laughs> no, no, no. I am making a bold prediction that after July 4th, that sporting events taking place will go back to at least a 50% capacity. Uh, it will not be what you want expected high-end capacity crowds. But I do believe that there will be at least some handful uh, of sports fans going back to games, starting with Major League Baseball, probably sometime after the July 4th holiday. That is my bold prediction for uh, 2021. I I hope it's more, but (laughs) I'm going right now at 50 because that's pretty much the – the best uh, starting point, I think, for a lot of uh, sports leagues. Um, but that's my that's pretty predict- selfish. You want that to happen? I want it to happen, but at the same time, <laughs> that you're going to because you, how much longer can you go without people in the stands? Baseball may start without fans, but I think it's going to reach a point where once the vaccinations hit like a good chunk of the country. And if you see numbers go down, you're going to see a lot of these organizations and sports leagues asking cities to, like, hey, if everybody pretty much is fine, the numbers are, like, way down, we should be able to allow some people back to, like, because we got to start making money. And they're going to use mm-hmm. the whole thing of pumping money back into the economy. And if the numbers are low, I don't see anyone really holding it back. So... Uh-huh. That's old prediction. Um, so, actually, this will probably not be a supersized show because I think where we're about to go here, we still have our person of the year ahead, and then uh, uh, my last commentary for the year. And I don't even know if right now I should probably because usually at this point, ten minutes before the uh, normal end of our show, um, you know, no, I'm going to save shout outs. Uh, for it, all of that. I'm just going to go straight into it. So for those of you who have been sticking around all night waiting who our person of the year is, um, now is that time. Um, and like I said, uh, Mary and I have not discussed any of these picks tonight. Um, 
<laughs> Normally, once in the blue moon, we'll we'll kind of hit along the same lines, and I'm surprised this year that we hit it for both athletes of the year. Um, but that's normally the one that we don't agree with. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that I will be beyond surprised if you and I hit the first of the year on the dot. If we do, we won't. You sure we won't? I'm I'm right. I'm I'm almost positive. I am okay. I am ninety five percent positive. I don't think that we will. I will let you go first. Because I cheated. Who is your person? I cheated. <laughs> so I just got done saying I cheated. I did not pick a person. I picked a group of people for the person of the year. And that group of people are people that are near and dear to my heart. If if you pick the same thing, I'm going to be shocked. We <laughs> did. did. Um, I, we might as well say it at the same time because the front line of America is there. <laughs> yes! Front line employees. I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's yes, so we funny. did. <laughs> I, postal workers, first responders, yes. I went, healthcare I went workers. Anybody that's doing inspections and holding up and enforcing those silly rules that all the governors are changing every five minutes, um, people that are working in the grocery stores, anybody that's had to be out here and be deemed essential and be out there busting their butts to make sure that we could all be doing what we got to do, transportation, um, just all those, the people that, the unsung heroes that were unsung heroes before that are still unsung now, even though they are still out there doing stuff. I'm sorry, my trash guy, I made a freaking loaf for him. Like a little, like a, it wasn't big, but just a little spicy, like, you know, like a little sweet bread loaf. He's picking up my freaking garbage. He's been out there day one. He hasn't gone home. He didn't stay. He didn't get to quarantine. My mail carrier he got he got a gift card. Like these are the people that are they're they're busting their romps, and they are the people of the year. I know that um, I think Fauci was part like kind of wrapped up in that for people or which who does right. the the person of the year? was it people? Uh, people Time. does Time magazine. Time magazine also does person of the year. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. But I think they uh, they included, like, Fauci into that, and they're like, oh, Fauci and his gang of frontline employees. No, forget Fauci. Forget Fauci. I'm saying just the frontline employees. Every stinking person that didn't get to quarantine that had to be scared when they came home to their kids and their families and had to go out every day and wear a mask all day long or wash up or see people die, just those people – are the people that I chose for person of the year. How dare you? Know, you? It, it, <laughs> yeah, it is so funny. While we were talking, I took a snapshot of my handwritten notes. Uh, I had a few in my brain and a few that I wrote down, and I just sent it over to Mary just to prove to her that we chose the same people because I it did not take me long to think of people who should be a person of the year. And I, I thought that Time Magazine, even though I, I love the choice that they did, but I think that they got it wrong and that they probably should have had the front line of America. And I call it that because it encompasses a lot of people who did not get the opportunity, quote, to work from home or the opportunity of people who still have to do things to make the world go round. You know, it's funny, a long time ago, 
uh, I, I once told a story to my nephews about how one thing affects the next, and if one thing doesn't happen, how everything would not go smoothly. And especially thinking of doctors and nurses who, you know, are working ridiculous shifts uh, and not getting the COVID pay that they so richly deserve. And I had a friend just this past week who was a nurse uh, in the state of Minnesota, and I won't give away where she works, but she came online because she barely gets a chance to go on Facebook, and she said that she had to take a break from social media and that seeing all of these chronic complainers about wearing a mask drove her to the edge, that she could not believe that people who knew the job that she was in still refused to wear a mask. And she works in the ICU clinic. And she says, I've seen too many people die to come online and to see, (laughs) at her point, idiotic people still not believing of the dangers of a pandemic. And for people like her, for people like government workers, for people such as delivery drivers, because heaven knows, even though we like to complain about them, and I have too, but the United States Postal Service, Amazon Delivery, UPS and FedEx have been pushed to the tilt because they've had to make up for their fellow coworkers who have gotten sick, some who have passed away, you know, uh, transit workers who still need to commute people to get back and forth. You know, just everyone that's working, truckers, who have to deal with the conditions, or store workers who were being pretty much cussed at because they were doing their job and telling you to just be considerate of other people and wearing a mask. And our mail carriers, who are still out here, you know, in all of this danger, in some places, even in more dangerous areas, getting shot at when they really should be at home. That's the front line of America. And if I missed any particular job in which you're still out there on the front lines, forgive me. But thank you. And for that this year alone and a year in which we dealt with that, you all definitely deserve, you know, our thanks our praise for continuing and keeping open this country. And you all deserve richly people of the year. So that's not even my commentary for tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, no, a hundred percent. Like I am on, I, I, I agree with everything you said. And just, I think people forget that we're still human. Like, those people that are delivering your packages, they're still human. They still have to sleep. They still have to eat. They still get hurt. They still get sick. They're human. And with the influx of delivery, just think of the delivery. How many people now do Grubhub, DoorDash, and Postmates, and Uber Eats? All those people are now picking up your food for you and getting them to your house. I know I've complained. Oh, I got here and it was, you know half full or oh they could have spilled everything in my bag and yeah but I'd never say that to their face and I still tip them largely because I don't have to go out in this they're out there in this for me and they're wearing a mask for me and now I don't have to go to the store 
and I can have my groceries delivered to my door. So there's somebody that's doing that for me. Those humans, those fellow people, if I, if I had to walk a mile in their shoes, I would, instead of yelling and screaming at that grocery clerk for, because they didn't want to wear a mask, I would be thanking them. Thank you for being here. Thank you for leaving your, the comfort of your house and coming to work. And having to deal with this, the jackasses that do yell at you. Thank you. Hmm. Period. You know? Yeah. That would be my commentary if I had one. Yeah, I always have a conversation and, uh, you know, ask them how their day is going. Because I know it, it's, you know, at least a smile. You know, you, you never know how far a hello or a smile does in somebody's day. You know, it's just common sense. Uh, but speaking of tonight's commentary, I left it toward the end because it is the end of the year, and I know somewhere along the way tonight I probably will go south of this commentary, which is the last one for this year. But, you know, folks, uh, the Grateful Dead perhaps summed up this year with their 1977 album title, What a Long, Strange Trip It's Been. What began pretty much as an unassuming year, rife with anticipation of the political front. Uh, we also saw climate questions, especially with a lot of fires happening. Remember the fires in Australia? Uh, that was at the beginning of the year. Civil wars that were ranging in Libya and Yemen and Syria, to name a few. And soon they gave a back seat to a pandemic of which no one in recent memory has had to endure. To book in that, you know, this nation has endured its most contentious presidential election. Racial strife following the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmed Aubrey, and loss of jobs, loss of friends, and loss of leaders and entertainers who captivated us. You know, we leave the year without a lot of people. We leave the year without the drumming of a Neil Peart or the basketball IQ of Kobe Bryant. We leave without the writing of a Mary Higgins Clark or the singing of a Kenny Rogers or a Bill Withers or a John Preen. And we leave without the magical guitar playing of Eddie Van Halen. You know, we'll miss the comedy genius of a Fred Willard or a Carl Reiner. We miss what could have been with Naya Rivera or with Chadwick Boseman. You know, we'll also miss the talents of a Hugh Downs or a Regis Philbin or an Alex Trebek or James Lipton. And we'll miss the leadership of a C.T. Vivian or a Ruth Bader Ginsburg or John Lewis. And we'll miss, of course, athletes who we revered, as, such as a Gail Sayers or a Tom Seaver or a Bob Gibson or a Rafer Johnson. What seems like a decade's worth of loss in pain, all condensed in one year. Think about it. You know, what if anything positive can come out of such a hard year emotionally and for some physically is hope. As in the case with all other things, tomorrow is always a blank slate just looking to be written. Let's all hope that 2021, that slate, will be written with stories of redemption and of triumph. It can be if we do what it takes to get there. Out the door for 2021 is hopefully selfishness, decisiveness, fear, hate, unwillingness. I hope it's filled with love and togetherness. Because let's be honest. Even in a world in which we disagree, at the end, all we want is that. 
I'm a little jealous because I always felt that Jerry Springer, in spite of the circus of a talk show that he had, always had the best closing line where he said, as always, take care of yourself and each other. Thank you for listening to us in 2020. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. And may 2021 be the redemption all of us want. With that, my friend, do you have any shout-outs? How can I follow that up? That's amazing. No, I don't have any shout-outs. Um, just echoes. Echoes of everything you said. And that remember, we're all human. Remember, we're all uh, connected. Sure. You'd be surprised. Sometimes a smile or a hello can make or brighten the whole day. For now, as uh, Groucho Marx just said, <laughs> hello, I must be going. And with that, uh, the end of this chapter of 2020, we do hope that you are with us in 2021. And remember, come January 1st, brand new time of 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central. And, of course, uh, I guess in 2021, the song continues. And we'll be right here with you on Friday nights, God willing. So uh, for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thank you so much. Good night. Happy New Year. And take care of yourselves and each other. Well, I'm certainly grateful for this magnificent washout, a turnout. And uh, now I'd like to say a few words. Hello? I must be going. I cannot say I came to say I must be going. I'm glad I came, but just the same, I must be going. La la. For my sake, you must stay. If you should go away, you spoil this party. I am throwing. I'll stay a week or two. I'll stay the summer through. But I am telling you, I must be going.
for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.